Here's what's coming up on today's show. We do also work with a a company called Up in Soap, and they are local, private-owned, and I just love them. They're such hard workers, and they do junk removal, cleanup jobs, and things like that. So we we can help you with this. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. All right, let's open up the mailbag, Colleen, for some more questions. This one's from Felix. Felix is in Kaiser and says, I'd like to buy and flip some old homes, some really old homes, it actually says. In what neighborhoods can I find some of the oldest homes in the area that might be well-suited for a refresh? Oh, how fun. I feel like there's two parts to this question, Felix. Um, Buy and flip some really old homes. What a fun project, right? You know, especially when you're restoring the nature of the of the era. And there's a lot of great old neighborhoods. I'd say mainly in central Salem would be a great place to look um, just because there's so many of them and they're, that's their older communities and neighborhoods if, if you're truly looking for that old vintage style. Second part to this question is if you're looking to buy and flip right now um, for making money on the project, it's tough time. Like we don't have any wholesale homes on the market. So you're going to be paying retail value on those homes. So like I said, it's opportunity for buyers right now, but it's still a seller's market. So you're still going to be paying, um, on average, um, homes are selling for 102% of list price. So having said that, and you still want to go look for some really old homes to flip, we'd love to help you. And I would say, let's, let's start in, in a central downtown area, Salem. Good question, Felix. Yeah. Thanks for sending us that one. Yeah, that's fantastic. Gives you a place to look right there. Mary, as we hop over to Beaverton, says, uh, When we bought our house three years ago, we knew the second floor deck wasn't up to code and needed to be rebuilt per the home inspection. We are finally getting around to it and now trying to decide between putting in a three-season room or doubling our price and going for a full sunroom. Yeah. How much value does a three-season room add to the home when we eventually sell it? And would it be uh, would the value of a sunroom really be worth the higher cost up front? Yeah, so, oh gosh, materials and labor are just so high right now on, on things like this. Um, lumber is high. Um, I think that my answer, Mary, would be, it depends how long you're going to stay in your home. Like if you're going to uh, if you're going to add the full sunroom and utilize the space and enjoy the space for several years to come, then go ahead, let's do it. But if you're just looking at value to maybe sell within a couple of years, or you're wondering, you know, it's not really f- for your family to expand into that space, but just for appeal on a sale, um, let's just get the deck fixed. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. You, so you you don't you're saying you don't even have that. to worry about all that other stuff. Yeah, especially with the prices right now, and um, it's it's just it's going to be a very expensive project that you might not see the return if you were doing it to sell. Now, if you were doing it just to live in for a couple of more years, and you're just thinking about that resale in the future, yeah, that maybe changes the equation a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, then do yeah. it. I mean, okay. yeah, do it. It's, it's do, do it and do val- which one you really want at that yes. point, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And enjoy it. Yeah. Great yeah. question, Mary. Thank you for sending that one in. I love uh, all these questions. I love it when we get the variety, right? Like we yeah. get all these different angles and it just shows Appreciate you that these. 
people have different uh, different approaches, different things they like, different things they're worried about when it comes to buying or selling or upgrading. The journey is always different, even if the destination is eventually to buy, sell, or upgrade. You know, those options are somewhat limited in terms of the end result. But the uh, journey to get there is different for everybody, which is uh, one of the things that I'm sure makes your job really fun. Uh, if you've got questions for Colleen, want to talk to her about something particular that you're going through, don't hesitate to reach out. You can call or text 503-830-9467. Colleen Benson and her great team at the Benson Broker Group, number one Keller Williams team in the Salem office, 503 830 Six seven Again, the number to call. More mailbag questions here as we open up another letter here from Will in Turner. Uh, and Will says, do you think it's easier to go through the new construction route or buy a home with a little age and then fix it up to get everything that we desire? Oh, gosh. <laughs> like I said, cost of remodeling right now is very high. And so I think I just have to kind of have a better conversation with you, Will, there's plenty of opportunities for new construction out there. Now, that's different than a custom build. If you're going to custom build a home, I can point you in the right direction and um, and have a meeting with a builder or two so you can kind of get an idea on what that's looking like. But um, if you're looking, it, it just really depends on what kind of project you're looking at. Um, some things, you know, if it just needs a quick little cabinet facing and countertops in the bathrooms and kitchen that might be your route you'd like to go. Um, but if you want that feel of a brand new home, which I love, <laughs> let's, um, I can point you in that direction too. So give me a call and let's have a more uh, deeper conversation and kind of find out what you're looking to do here. Yeah, I feel like that one's going to be a little bit hard to answer radio-wise, Will, just because, yeah, what is it that you want to get? What do you desire? That last part mm-hmm. of the question's kind of so key there. So, yeah, what do you what do you really need that you wouldn't get in a home that's a couple of years older than a new construction? <laughs> uh, I always that, wonder with a question like this, like, yeah. is, there, is there a couple, uh, and are they, like, feeling different, and one wants to do one and one wants to do the other? Sometimes I think that that's where some of these questions come from. Like, yeah. can you help settle um, a dispute between the two of us? <laughs> well, I think there there she might also to. be an understanding or uh, at least a thought process where if we do, we're looking at homes and yeah. we can't get everything on our checklist, so let's just build and get everything we want. And it's not always that easy, right? Like Because right. building your own home and getting everything you want can then get very, very expensive depending on what those items are. Yeah. And may not and be realistic. So a lot of compromise on what you want and, and what the builder can do for your budget. Right. So new construction, you know, like we were talking last week, all the new construction going on in Dallas and the the average price range on the new construction is is in the mid to high fives, five five fifty and, and above. So if that's in your budget or not, you know, maybe your budget's a little bit lower and we do need to look at something that you could buy and fix up a little bit of sweat equity. Yeah. Yeah. it's a great point. Uh, so there you go. Uh, do not uh, hesitate to reach out if you have any of those questions once again, Will, and I'll be happy to talk to you. Colleen will run through some details with you. 503-830-9467. Again, the number to call or text. All right. Last question, at least for the moment, we'll be back in Salem for this one with a question from Bruce. And Bruce says, we just moved into our new home and the sellers left behind a ton of junk. The attic is completely full of stuff. Pieces of furniture left behind. What do I do? Do I now own all of this stuff? If we want to get rid of it, do we have to incur the costs of doing so? 
Oh my gosh, that just reminds me, I have an attic full of stuff, and I'm getting ready to move. I was like, oh no, the attic. Ah." (laughs) So This happened to us too, Colleen. We moved in, and there was an attic full of Christmas decorations from the previous owners. And uh, we actually left, I mean, it wasn't a full attic, but it took up a good corner of it. And we definitely put off the problem and said, we'll deal with it another day. And then the entire time we lived in the home, we never dealt with it. And so finally, when we sold, we're like, all right, let's not do this to the next person. So we then had to spend uh, an hour or two removing it all out of there. So it, so, the stuff was so old that the oh. bags were literally disintegrating when we touched them. It was it was pretty crazy. So it was nothing that the um, previous owners would want back. So in this case, like if you if you discover an attic full of stuff and maybe the seller forgot, about it um we can help facilitate you know let's get a hold of that that previous owner and see if we can get that stuff back to them or they can come over and take care of it so there's some you know some give and take on it but legally once you buy the house it's it's yours to deal with so we always encourage a a pre-closing walkthrough make sure you know that our buyer is seeing the house hopefully after the seller has moved out before we sign paperwork just to make sure that it is left broom clean and there's no trash or junk behind we do also work with a a company called up and soap and they are local private owned and i just love them they're such hard workers and they do junk removal cleanup jobs and things like that so we can we can help you with this however to answer your question straightforward, legally, once you buy the house, you buy it and it's yours and you have whatever's there. That was called Up in Soap. Is that right? Up in Soap. Yeah, Up they're great soap. people. They're right I here like in that. Salem. And I, I refer them to all of my clients and getting ready to use them myself. Good for my give, attic. <laughs> good to give them a shout out. I love it. Up in soap. Uh, well, there you go. Another great question, Bruce. Thanks for sending that one into us. Sorry you're having to deal with that. But uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully you're avoiding problems like that when you're working with a good agent, making sure you're doing your final walkthroughs and you're not running into those kinds of situations. You find out about that before closing, yeah. hopefully. And uh, I, I think almost every transaction, there's probably going to be like a couple of items that a seller forgets, right? Or, or just overlooks when they're cleaning out. Hopefully like, not. I'm, you know, I mean, like minor not. stuff, right? Like yeah, very, very minor stuff. I tell you, it always happens this way. My sellers that just like pay for a professional cleaning and they're like scrubbing the floor on their way to the front door, you know, covering the footsteps, just immaculately and so excited to turn the house over are the ones that get the house that they haven't even cleaned it. And it's just unfortunate. It just feels like it happens to those people for whatever oh, reason. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, for, I just love it when... The sellers leave a nice, clean home, and then they get to move into something mm-hmm. as equally clean and, and nice and left behind in the best way possible. So yeah, I try uh, to encourage that when I can. Okay. I, gotta, I don't know if this is a weird question or not, but like, so when we moved out recently, now we had had some back and forth with the buyers who wanted to buy, or like they, they were okay with us leaving certain things behind. Um, because they're, you know, we're getting the pool. And so we were going to, and they were like, yeah, if you can leave behind any pool equipment 
or mm-hmm. you know chairs around the pool. We were like, yeah, we're not taking this stuff with us, so we'll just leave it for you to work with. And they were like, all of our friends have just recently bought houses, so if you have anything else you want to leave behind, great. But then certain things when I was like, yeah, we're going to leave this couch behind, they were like, fantastic, but can you leave it in the garage? So they were like, basically just you know put a bunch of stuff in the garage if you don't want it. So, But that gave it opened the door up for me a little bit to be like, they'll probably want this. I'll leave this behind too. <laughs> so yeah. now that I've moved out, I'm wondering if after they moved in, were they like, oh, there's a little bit more stuff that they left in the garage than we would have thought. But <laughs> well, but I'm like, well, you know, you're moving to a, a, a bigger property than what they're coming from. They could probably yeah. use these extra storage baskets <laughs> and some of this stuff over here. And Your intentions were in the right place. You know, it's good. not like yeah. you were just leaving. And that's why, again, that walkthrough, you know, once we're past appraisal and all negotiations and we're on our way to closing, I think it's fine for the buyer and the seller to meet and it's great if the seller can explain, you know, the the systems to the house. Like, there's a lot of systems in the house I'm buying that I really need the, the sellers to explain to me, like um, some of the uh, surveillance and the drip water system on the plants, you know, things like that, where then those conversations come up. Well, hey, we're not taking this. Do you want it? And so, yeah, I encourage that communication between the buyer and seller Yeah. after after we're done and just like in that final stage that final Mm -hmm. week so we don't have any more negotiating going on yeah it's kind of interesting just to look at where you uh you know where you are on that spectrum of trying to have the best intentions of leaving good things behind for buyers and uh, making sure that they're in good shape we we try to be helpful too by like leaving soap behind at the at the sink we left the shower curtains up and things like that i mean i know those are things you're supposed to take with you but whenever i've moved into a place it's been like really nice to have those things in place or if they Mm -hmm. haven't been it's been really annoying when you're like oh no i've got to get a shower curtain up before i can take a shower after you're all sweaty from moving and doing (laughs) stuff be nice at least for the first one just be able to hop in there and you know not have to worry about putting up the shower curtain before you take a shower having some soap to wash your hands as you're walking around some of those little things we just sort of try to leave in place for that just gave me a great idea like to put a little basket together sometimes for buyers yeah that'd be fun Actually, I, that's how I viewed it. I was trying to leave the house almost as, as as if it was an Airbnb rental so that they could Aww. literally move in and just worry about putting their stuff away. But they would almost be like a hotel wherever all the details would be set up. Just like bring your towels and you could theoretically, you know, well, there's no bed or anything. But, you know, you could just stay here very easily. So that was the approach that we did. I feel like if, it's, if you're in a good place like that with an item you're trying to leave behind, that's not a bad thing. So in any event, good details on that one, Colleen. Appreciate that. The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.